Prince in his first motion picture. Before he created the music, he lived every bit of it. Thing that meant everything. His music. Prince. The story. The struggle. The movie. Purple Rain. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World presents Hood Classics. And like always, I got my man Shahid here. What's going on, good sir? Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope everyone's enjoying themselves this week and just somewhere that has power because a lot of people in my area don't have that. Yeah, um, we have a special guest this week. I got my my man uh, Derek from Hindsight uh, Movie Reviews is with with us to. Whew, Go through Purple Rain, uh, so I'll let him introduce you and tell you all the good things it is that he do and where you, where he can, you can find him at and listen to his podcast. What's going on, Dirk? Let's get crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's get nuts. Hi, I'm Derek. <laughs> um, I am... So grateful to be here. Y'all are an excellent show. And 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 um, hindsight, the more that I listen to y'all show in hindsight, the more I realize you ever see once you buy a car, you start seeing your car everywhere on the freeway. I really thought that hindsight was something that was unique. And then I found out that in the game and now I'm just listening to y'all show like yeah that's pretty much it that's that's what I was going to say right there um, we're available on Spotify Google um, Anchor um, basically anywhere where you can get podcasts at just type in hindsight and it'll pop up Apple um, and it's my homeboy Brandon and myself uh, going through movies that from the 70s 80s 90s and early 2000s that when we first saw them, we thought that they were amazing, but then seeing them again as an adult, you know, it tends to take on a different view. Uh, like, for example, the next one we're doing is Problem Child. Um, and God damn that little boy. Like, seriously. Um, I don't know what the white folks were drinking when they made that movie. But the kid, Junior, and Problem Child, he's going to grow up to be a serial killer, like straight up. Like his hero in the movie was the bow tie killer. Um, I don't know how we missed all that. I don't know how we thought that was funny at all because that movie is painful. But that's the next one we'll be discussing. But anyways, um, I really do appreciate y'all having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Oh, 
Hey, no problem. Um, first and foremost, what I need to do is apologize to everybody because this is supposed to be our Black History Month. Um, I remember Purple Rain a different way. <laughs> uh, other than the trash can scene, I do remember that. And I vividly, I always remember that. But everything else was, yeah. And I used to always wonder when I was younger, my mother would not let me watch the movie. And I didn't know why. I'm like, it's Prince. You know, it's music. No, I'm a kid, so I'm not thinking about what's actually in the movie. Now I understand why. Yeah. So, Shahid, uh, well, we'll start with our guest. When was the first time that you saw it, Derek? Um, I might have first. For all of the things my dad didn't give me in my life, one of the things he gave me was a love of movies. Um. And I know that the way that he went about it was uh, bootlegging shit off HBO. Um, so we have a whole lot of video takes with just his handwriting all over him, like this looping cursive. And I think the first time I saw this movie was in 85, maybe 86, when I saw his videotape of it. Um, but my dad was a huge Prince fan um, and an even bigger Morris Day fan. So I'm pretty sure that he probably saw it in the theater and I was only four. So I got left at home. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Shahid, how about you? Last year, the first time I saw it. Damn. And you know what? After doing this for a long time, that don't surprise me. Because you absolutely probably, mean, you had no interest in watching it. Yeah, like I knew about the movie. I heard people talking about it. I like, saw bits and pieces, but I hadn't watched. Like my wife is a big Prince fan. She brought it. I watched it. And I'm like, oh, so this is what y'all, this is what y'all was really watching, huh? This is, what y'all, this is how y'all get down. And you should have saw the face I made when you was like, yeah, we're going to do this movie for Black History Month. I'm like, this is this the part of Black History Month to show? A bunch of light-skinned people being mean to each other? First and foremost. Just how we rolling? Nothing, nothing says, you know, black power like women getting punched in the face. First of all, my guitar. And it don't say it's just a one time thing. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I I I What's understand the, the situation no. that I've done. What's, no, no. Um, What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's your pro- like black history, we always complain about we do the same old <sighs> thing. We talk about Harry Tubman and MLK, so let's spread it out. Purple Rain? I told you, I remember the movie wrong. I just, because it, I felt like Purple Rain, and you know what it is? And I know it watching the movie now, too. And before I say that, every man in this, every man in this movie is trash. The problem with this movie is the music tries to override all the bad shit. Because it's a product of its time. Let's not, like, and it, it like, and it was not a good time in the 80s. Wait. Uh, um, I see this happening in Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, <laughs> Don't use that excuse. It's a product. It's not it was a product. Prince. Well, well. It's quite clear. No, it's the, the mistake people make is like it's a musical. Right. And it's a successful musical as far as its musical part. That's not the issue. The you know the music hits the soundtrack sold twenty five million copies went thirteen times platinum in the United States 
that was not the issue. It was successful in the movie theater. Like the budget's like seven point eight. It made seventy three million dollars. You know that's so in all intents and purposes, it was successful as far as doing that. The issue is the actual movie. Like nobody can act mm-hmm. in the movie. First of all. Like that's that's the biggest thing. Like I sent that you know that gift of Kenny Omega. Like Prince is in there with sunglasses. Just look like he wanted eat Apollonia a shooter. And I don't know if it's kind of like in the script. It's just him. He just got this whole constipated look on his face. As like, what are you, what are you looking at me for? I'm just here vibing. Oh, you want to do this, kid? Nah. What about this? Nah. I'm all right. Go strip. Don't drink. Don't drink that liquor. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's fine because he got daddy problems and his Z smack Apollonia because his daddy used to smack him. I'm like, you can't have him have his redemption point at the end of the movie. Act like things all good. Wait, wait, wait. What redemption point? Let's let's be honest. The nigga sang one song, and that wasn't a redemption point. Let's 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 keep it one hundred. Prince with a goddamn as far as how the movie. Redemption point as far as how the movie goes. Nothing's redemptive about this movie. Let's you know to be perfectly honest. I'm trying to be fair as far as how the movie portrays redemption. Like, oh, they like they finally like his song because he worked with people that he liked. He worked with people he didn't like, but he opened himself up and he realized, oh, it's not just about me. And when I spread my wings and let people in, we can all fly. Like that's the story of the movie. Whatever it works or not is. This depends if you like Prince or not. Yeah, and and as somebody who, you know, mm-hmm. likes Prince and and saw the movie and 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 this all flew over my head when I initially saw it. Prince was already popular. They show him at the beginning of the movie driving up on his motorcycle through a crowd <laughs> of people, which fucking why? But they show him doing that and everybody's going fucking nuts. Like he wasn't a struggling artist there, so. His biggest problem was that he was an abusive, creep-ass dickhead. Like, you're a dick to your boss. Your manager's like, I want to talk to you. And he's like, fuck this dude. I don't need to do that, which I figure is how Prince really acts. So at no point in this movie was there anything that made you think that Prince was anything more than a lecherous motherfucker. Like that point where he's walking around Apollonia and Jill with his huge mirror glasses on just making those owl faces behind her back and shit like nigga why that that is ruthlessly weird but you know the nigga thought that this was like just the way to be and he wrote this like this or 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 he wanted it done this way that's the thing that kills me is the fact that this is supposed to be a story of his life if this is his real life that nigga got a lot of making up to do because his shit is just out of this world, just weird. Like, why are you like this type shit? Okay. I yeah, both of y'all are right at absolutely what you're saying. But my biggest issue is, okay, you beat your girlfriend, I guess, twice or three times. I can't remember at this point. And there's no apology. She shows up and she's crying. And I, I guess you were supposed to be crying for the song, or I'm just like, what the fuck? He didn't even apologize to you. It's just, oh, he made a cool song, so everything's all right. Abusers normally don't apologize. 
Good lord. They try to make you feel sorry for causing them to abuse you in the first place. Um, I, and can and we as far talk it, about real quick how, how, how he always had a song for every moment? Like at the point where she was first talking to Morris in the club, he somehow already had the beautiful ones written to sing directly to her. And at the end, when he's apologizing after his daddy lied to him, <laughs> I don't write down my music. Son of a bitch, I found all your shit. But uh, he writes Purple Rain in like 10 minutes, and that helps everybody want to make up with him. I would have been mad at Prince this whole time. If I was in Prince's band, I would have been furious with him. You mean you could have written this a long time ago? In five minutes, and you just didn't. We've been singing "Computer Blue" while you made uh, Lisa get down and simulate like she was sucking your dick during the performance. I didn't even notice that until yesterday. Yeah, uh, it was. <laughs> I can only blame myself for this. I, I gotta say, we do have one actual uh, actor in this movie, Clarence Wood. No, Clarence, uh, Clarence uh, Williams the third. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even imagine him seeing this script. And <laughs> all right, I guess it's a paycheck. Fuck it, whatever. All right, what do y'all need me to do? Uh, but anyway, she he was the synopsis of the movie. Man, we ain't doing that. We, we know what <laughs> oh no, I got one. I got one. Oh please, somebody give a synopsis. Okay, here's the synopsis. In an alternate reality, light-skinned people rule the world. And skinny-ass light-skinned niggas battle on stage to see who can become the supreme light-skinned nigga in Minnesota. Also, a woman drives from a big city to Minnesota to try and become a star. And finds out that the spotlight is not what she thought it was. I mean, I can't say you're wrong. This is absolutely <laughs> on the nose. Oh, another thing. Um, what was her problem with bringing Prince to the motel room that she had? She always say, oh, we're not going to my place. I'm like, why do you want to go there with his parents? He's like 26. What's going on? Why do you, you want to take him to a motel? If that's not the energy she's on. Uh, clearly, that she was on some energy. Well, no, some women are very peculiar about things like that. I don't want you to see me living like this. Keep in mind, she got she barely got enough money for the hotel. She had to steal a, a taxi ride. Ah, okay. A $37 taxi ride, too. I was like, oh, damn. That's not that bad in Minnesota. But then, like, in the, the, stuff in the 80s? Did, in the 80s. That probably equates to like 75 bucks right now how much well, how, how, how much was it that she had to pay 37 dollars and change yeah yeah that's you know, she had, like she had like 90 dollars in her pocket so yeah so yeah. to see that woman later on break herself break her bank to buy that nigga that guitar and like literally three minutes later he's smacking her around was infuriating oh no it was it was Immediately, she was like, "Oh, I gave you your present. I'm joining Morris's band." What? Right. I mean, that's how it go. 
No, that's no. that's absolutely. That's that. I mean, I don't feel split the whole thing. I don't feel sorry for her in this movie because it's like anybody that's you know. You want to join? You want to be with me? You got to purify yourself of this dirty ass <laughs> lake. Or this lake. And she's still with him. Yeah, that's not. Nah, that's not her. She's a fool. Oh, I can't believe you did that to me, but don't do it again. Uh huh. Whatever. I, I pick you up at eight. Okay. Like, nah. She, you know, props to her for trying to work it out. But you can't ride on the dragon to get mad when it burn your ass. That's how it go. Oh, man, he didn't hide who he didn't hide who he was. And she was kind of cool with that until the time she's not. It's not to take him off the hook because he's garbage. But it ain't like, oh, I didn't know you were this type of person. Yeah, he. One thing's that the kid is not in this movie is subtle. Very true. The kid. The, the, Why the segment? I, I, everybody else has a real name. Everybody yeah. else has their real name for this movie. Even Jill, the blonde-haired, ambiguously nationality girl who works in the club her real name is Jill Jones like he didn't want to give anybody else a stage name or or, or a fake name but he's the kid I, as in the kids got it I guess uh, I'm trying to distance myself <laughs> I don't want y'all to know that this is really me I don't know it just it's just weird. Uh, he 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 wants people to know it's him. This whole thing, oh, he probably a lot of apologize for it. Well, one, he ain't apologizing anymore. <laughs> he's not got the chance to do it. And two, based on everything he's moved, he has never felt bad about anything he's done. That's why he does it. And that's the thing about. I mean, I'm friends with artists, you know, the artistic types, and a lot of them are like assholes. And he feels justified because Zeus had to be born in a certain month or it's like, you know, I got a vision and I have to make sacrifices to reach that vision. It's like you got to you gotta understand how your friends move. And a lot of, you know, a lot of artistic friends are pricks and they justify based on all the thoughts going through their brain and you can't handle it. Don't be friends with them. Otherwise, you know, throw them in traffic. Keep them moving. And yeah, we. Prince, like the kid, didn't have anybody that was bold enough to throw his ass in Minnesota traffic, so he riding around like the Joker on his motorcycle, just doing what he's doing. I'm just saying, he really did go in on Party Man, so there is a connection there. Um, but yeah, no, he he, you're absolutely right, Shaid, in that artists tend to be the to make an omelet, you got to crack a few eggs type mindset, where it's like if you get hurt, but I get this done. I'm kind of okay with that. And Prince didn't give a fuck about his bandmates. He didn't give a fuck about his relationships. He didn't give a fuck about his manager. All he cared about was his music and that weird ass puppet. Oh, they kept showing. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah. He's an artist and I'm sure it was a reason behind that. I'll never know. Or am I going to find out about why they kept putting that camera, uh, camera on that damn puppet? Um, I mean, he like he like jokes just like you. So, <laughs> you mean, you know, you're trying to be on the, oh, I can see myself acting like, yeah, all right. So, if I just kept sending you a picture of a puppet, you'd be like, oh, that's just normal Jeff. You, I mean, you send me gifts of that damn anime dude smiling and get your jokes <laughs> off. What's the difference? That's totally different. And you know exactly why I said that. Yeah. Y'all both like violence. So let's get into the movie. Uh, uh, you take it away, sir. 
No, nah, we have a we have a guest here because I'm the one of the three that had no desire to watch this nonsense. Oh so, my goodness! But for um, you had your reasons, and he wanted to be on the show, so <laughs> I'm just here. I'm watching like Jerome. <laughs> what? Can we talk about Jerome for a second, please? Please, God, please. In real life, oh, absolutely. What the fuck was that? What was that interview like for Jerome to become Morris Day's valet? Oh, it's wow. Oh, I guess because he know about that. Everybody <laughs> got friends like that. Because is he is he part of the band? Is yeah. he like what? Yes. What does he do? What does Robin do? You, abs- <laughs> you absolutely know what Robin do. Stop. We're not going to have no Batman. No, it's like, hey, Batman don't need Robin. Just make his job easier. It's like anything, you know? It's like Jerome. Everybody got a, everybody got a homie. Everybody got a, everybody that's on top got a Memphis Bleak. Do you need a Memphis Bleak? No. Is it good having one? Yes. If, if Bleak don't got a problem filling that role, then what's the problem? Like Jerome wasn't be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be. It's time for my time to run the time. He wasn't on the net negative energy. He was just here. I'm happy to be here. That's my homie. I know my homie. My homie know him. Ain't like he a lackey. He's just a, a, a A and a B. He and he has no problem being a B. Like everybody ain't trying to be the man. Some a lot of people just comfortable. Like you know, I'm chilling. I won't be around because think about it. If you're around Morris Day around that time, in the '80s, you're probably chilling. You're going to get all the women that he don't want. And he seemed like he don't have an issue to women. You're going to be dressing sharp. You're going to be having a good time. You get to throw a woman in a dumpster and get a high five and say somebody calling the cops. Um, seemed like a good gig to me. I, I wouldn't do it, but somebody like him, what else he going to be doing? Um, be a garbage man? Well, he seemed to have the aptitude for it. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> okay. Basically, we start off in the movie with you get your players, uh, Morris Day, the kid, and Apollonia, and you see them basically getting ready for the show. Where Apollonia's in attack. I will say, yeah, I will say this because we talked about Apollonia. This movie will work a lot better if Vanity was still around. Yeah, you stop. You substitute uh, Vanity for Apollonia because Vanity was, you know, Apollonia six was Vanity six till Vanity was like, nah, I'm, I had enough of this nonsense. I rather deal with Carl Weathers. Good lord! <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, you're I not wrong. I don't. I don't knock her for that because I. I, I just want to. I don't. Don't want to believe that the way that the happens uh, with the band. I've seen the posters. Like, like they had posters of those girls wearing that. I'm certain Prince told them to perform in that. And I would have wanted to get the fuck out too. Yeah, she said it wasn't her. But Apollonia said that wasn't her either. She just did it for a job. So a lot of a lot of it is kind of like, oh, you know, he talking this nonsense for the check a check. So they were getting the check. And I just say substitute because like Vanny's a better actress than Apollonia. That's not Apollonia's fault because Apollonia's not a you can <laughs> surprise, surprise, she's not a trained actress. I know it's hard to believe watching this movie, but um, yeah, that's the biggest issue with the movie. It's kind of like Jeff pointed out, like no one's really likable. Well, beside 
Morris Day has charisma in the movie. Yeah. So but he's still not likable, though. But no one's that's the whole thing. No one is likable, but at least it's kind of like you can see yourself if you are an asshole like in Morris Day. You ain't like yeah. you gotta be a real prick. It's like Prince has charisma. It does not show in this movie, except for when he's performing. Like when he's performing, it's like, okay, I can see why that's Prince. When he's not performing, it's like, who the hell is this guy? He's like a little perv just walking around. <laughs> that's pretty much it. So, like you said, the movie is basically set up like, you know, this place, this club. I forgot the name of the club. First Avenue. You only, yeah, first, we got three slots and three bands get to work. And apparently the kid ain't bringing it in like he used to bring Lies. it in. I mean, I don't know because it's like they, they tell us that about nine times. You know, you just doing your own shit. <laughs> you playing stuff. That old, you like you. You just like your daddy. He did the same thing, and so it's kind of like they they ready to move move (laughs) it out. And I'm like, oh, so is this like a a Nas Olu type thing? It's like you know, I'm just following the father of my footsteps, trying to do it like he do, but a little bit better. And it's like I, I find it very hard to believe. Well, part of me would say I find it hard to believe that the kid ain't bringing it in, but it could be a thing. It's like you know, the time coming. It's like you could dance to that music. It's it's fun. And then Prince might play like, what's this weirdo shit he playing? I mean, let's go crazy. The opening, he got the crowd going. And it's like, okay, how many songs had he played? Maybe that's the only song that they that we heard that they liked. True, but I mean, just that- a lot of us, yeah, a lot of us coming off. You you not bringing in like you used to bring in, and too much is kind of like I'm. I got second album syndrome. I'm gonna play stuff that I like, and I'm gonna make my fans like it. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, like when RZA did Bobby Digital, it was like, mm, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not going to keep going with the Bobby Digital thing? No, I'm not. It's it. I mean, I said what I had to say. We, we've had a lot of artists who've done that, where it's like, you know, I'm free. I want to express myself in a different way. I want to touch my different spots and I'm going to open myself up, but not really. Kind of like I'm I'm playing, I'm doing stuff for myself, and I'm making all y'all suffer for it if you don't like it. And that's that's the vibe that they're trying to say. And Morris Day is like, look, I ain't trying to hear that shit. He out here messing, he out here messing with our money, and that, da, 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 da. and me and Jerome got a thing. We got this all women band. We gonna make it happen what it happened, and just get the kid out. Because apparently this club, this club can't afford four slots. <laughs> Which is weird. Very weird because the the third band that they had, they showed up once and weren't good. I don't even know who that band was supposed to be. Was I, I'm not even going to try to guess who that band was supposed to be. So um, you know, I I couldn't tear my eyes away from the the guitarist, the one in the red suit who kept doing the moonwalk while he was playing the guitar. I thought he was just high on cocaine. That was Jermaine Jackson. We know who that was. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that. So anyway, that's what that was supposed to be. So anyway, we get broke ass Apollonia showing up there, knowing she got she don't got money for the taxi. She's looking around like, yo, um, how I'm going to dash out with these six inch heels? And mm, mm, mm. hey, hey, come back! And she like counting her money, ninety dollars, and looking at this motel like, uh, I guess I won't make it. You know, I'm here in the big city of Minneapolis in the '80s. This is where I'm gonna find my entertainment. This story is so okay. This story is so ass backwards. 
she was looking for a way up. Like she's trained. Apparently she has experience and she's looking for a way to enhance her career. And she moves to Minneapolis in okay. the eighties. And my, keep in mind, my dad lived in Minnesota and I could not figure out why, like he was a sports agent for a basketball player that he never left for whatever he was doing something. I have no idea why, but I'm like, why are black people moving there in the first place? But it's nothing to entertainment in Minneapolis. Was like, yeah, it's Prince. That's the entertainment. Like, it's not this whole I'm gonna make my I'll make my way ice fishing and rapping. Like that seems like that's not a thing. But this movie made out to be a thing. Like, oh, we heard all about your club. They only got three acts. So I'm gonna be one of the three acts. Like it's the Apollo. Exactly. I guess this is their world this is you know going to first avenue is the the break whatever um even when even when they talk about first avenue you see the line around the corner it doesn't seem like a big line like and it doesn't seem like a big club there's this club out here called the blue lamp it just shut down when it was open every local hip-hop artist in the area would go there and perform at some point and there'd be a line and the place would be packed and all that kind of stuff. But when it was packed, it was only packed with like 150 people. People from Los Angeles weren't coming up to go to the blue lamp. People from the Bay weren't coming to go to the blue lamp. And I don't understand why somebody from like Chicago or New York or LA. And she said she was from, she said what city she was from. I can't remember what it was. But somehow in her city, prior internet, she heard about First Avenue in Minneapolis and decided that was her dream. Get the fuck out of my face. Hey, the kid. I heard about the kid. (laughs) (laughs) I heard the kid. I heard the kid will take care of other people. More Uh, they dated that dream quick. (laughs) I I mean, but Prince did, too. You going to help me? No. No, let's talk about how they first meet. Because she gets there, you know, I don't know who this waitress was that was stoned. <laughs> the blind What's wrong with like, you, oh, stupid? You got, you got talent? Yeah. You got experience? I think so. All right. Like, and she, like, she was jealous. Cause, like, I don't know why looking at my man, but me. And meanwhile, the kid is in there looking like Edward Cullen from Twilight, just glaring at Apollonia. <laughs> like, he wants to eat her lungs. And then put sunglasses on in the club at night in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, the most charismatic. He just standing there like constipated, like, oh, who, who are you? <laughs> like, oh, chill out, Wolverine. I know you mad because she your height. You got six inch heels, but damn. <sighs> so I don't know if he was mad about she had the temerity to speak to him or he was mad because Morris Day went on there and it's like, yeah, I'm going to make it do what it do. Just having a good old time. And it's funny how people like wouldn't think like Morris Day now, like now Morris Day, like, oh yeah, that's ha ha. It's funny. He was in Jay and Silent Bob. I was like, no, Morris Day was hitting. And Morris Day was kind of a, a B, a B that swore he was an A minus. And carrying mm-hmm. himself that way and made it work. It's like, I know I may not be as good as Prince, but I ain't doing that weirdo shit he's doing. I'm going to dance. You know, we all dancing together. Yeah, we having a good time. Like, you're going to have a good time, and I'm going to be the, you know, the big fish in the small pond. 
and you can't help but like you shouldn't even like anything about this because he's a prick. He walk around like Lex Luger. I got somebody carrying a mirror around. Let me look good while I'm performing. I'm barely dancing. I can't carry lines. And he out there, but he rocking. His song, like, his songs age well, too, because you can put it on and you can enjoy it. And he's not trying to do anything but what he's trying to do. And for some reason, his entire mindset in this movie is, we're going to fuck the kid up. Like, y'all ain't popular already. The same people who watch Prince's or the kids group are the same people who watch your group. You actually have the folks up in the in the in the balcony section doing synchronized dances. The kid don't got that. Why are you mad? Okay. Why? So have y'all ever heard the cult, I guess, made up story about why they they beefing with each other? No. Okay. They're supposed to be brothers. Uh, I believe it's two different dads, if I'm not mistaken. I forgot somebody. Some I have found it. This is what happens when you go down to YouTube. <laughs> oh, so it's this oh, thing where people, go. that's what people say, oh, they brothers, because that's why in the so-called sequel, they really beefing with each other. Oh, fighting over who owned the, who going to get the club. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we, we split in a club. I own two other clubs. I still don't like you, so I want to have all three. Yeah, me, whatever. Yeah, you so they explode. The whole purple rain multiverse. <laughs> yeah, but just the sidebar, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, so her thing is she wants to be, she wants to make her way into the big entertainment industry of Minneapolis. It's a girls group that's going to be involved and like it's Morris Day eventually going to be his idea like we get a girls group we bring the women in you know what I'm saying sexy but not sleazy because I ain't like that you know you know, I keep it classy <laughs> yeah my this, this my comes from the nigga who this the nigga who spends a good part of the movie walking down the street in a bright red sweatsuit with his dick sticking out classy you know I don't I don't want to be I don't I don't want to be looking weird we we can't have no more trouble fuck you billy <laughs> put your big ass glasses on eat your big ass biscuit like sit down. <laughs> when you own stuff you get to make you get to make whatever dumbass you want <laughs> only three not four it's too much too much I mean, for my we, bank we saw we saw that with like sports on like you know you're gonna play for my team you can't have no tattoos boy we need we need good old responsible people to run run across the field, catch this slant, and get your brains blown out. But yeah. no air piercing. So that's that's the whole vibe. And you know, the kid is an alter his band. Like, oh, you gonna play my Wendy? You gonna play my song? I ain't playing that. I told you I ain't playing your goofy shit. Stop wasting my time. You gonna you gonna get that thrown like, oh, so the kid don't like his band. Nope. Well, he don't like the women members of his band. His mm. his male friend like, oh, don't worry about me when they pierce and reverse. Yeah, right. I did you saying that? Nice. I never noticed that. He always gave beef to the two girls. Oh, surprise, surprise! The kids are misogynist and just <sighs> let that slide. Mm. Now how you roll? Shame on you, Black History Month. This is how we doing it. Relax. I made a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, mistake is wearing the wrong colors of socks. This was a choice. But the kid, we're going to let him off the hook because apparently when he goes home, 
he has home issues. <laughs> you out here in the street like a whore. Leave me alone, my head fly. Ma, you're a sinner. Don't let him hit you. He knocked that man clean into the next room. Flare chop to the face. <laughs> next room. And he was dressed like a barber when he did it, too. I was like, damn. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, the kid. I'm like, the kid can't fight. Oh, I don't <laughs> know like, about that. Man, that, that old day smacking around, like, I could tell the kid can't fight. Because if this been happening, the kid would have <laughs> handled this like six years ago. I'm surprised he get choke slammed through that grandfather clock. Good lord. Out here with the high heels. That, like, look at this. My son, the hamburglar. Out here talking this nonsense. Y'all, my face. I keep a roof over your head. Don't Stop I keep the heat on? <laughs> he just randomly yelling shit. You never let me have fun. You don't let me do anything. You're a sinner. Oh, oh okay. I didn't understand his beef at all. Like, I just think he was just frustrated. He was just saying anything. His, no, his whole thing was, I'm a man. Y'all not respecting what I do as a man. How dare you? Where will you be without me? Like, you know, I'm a, I gave up my dreams. Like I was a musician. It didn't work. I gave up my dreams. I'm still doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm not happy. What makes y'all think y'all get to be happy? We get that a lot of times. With, it's not just black fathers. Fathers in general, that whole thing. Like, I don't got to, you know, fences. Not say I got to like you. Yeah, okay. I have to like you. Like, I have to take care of your black ass. And that's what I do. And people say, oh, you're doing the bare minimum. It's people right now wish all they had is a roof on their head and the lights come on. Because trust me, when it's six degrees outside, that whole darling Nikki shit ain't doing nothing. So, yeah, that's his vibe. Though, the mom, she just feel like, you know, I'm trapped. The whole thing is, I want to have fun. How old is you, lady? Right? Ooh, good question. That shit be done. It's like you should have had that back. You know, it's not. It's kind of unfair being mean to her because, like, you know, just because you hit a certain age doesn't mean you don't get to have fun. But her whole whole thing is, you know, I would feel like she would want more. And maybe if the movie was written by a woman, they would portray their women characters a bit better. But her whole whole thing is like, I'm just stuck in this thing, and you out here, and I just want, I just want to enjoy life. And that's nothing wrong with enjoying life. He ain't trying to hear that. And the kid, so the kid is internalizing all this, which makes him treat the women he treat. So are we ready to talk about this whole late Minnetonka scene? Oh, God. Or are wait, we going to first space wait, out and talk wait. about how Jerome handles his women? Just no. Like, <laughs> before we, if, if we're going to talk about the late Minnetonka scene, we got to talk about the first time they fucking meet, which is him walking up on, well, yeah, him walking up on her while she's looking at stuff in the in a jewelry store or in a store. Oh yeah. And he's like, what's that? And she's like, it's a what? And he's like, that thing on your foot, give it to me. Oh yeah. He absolutely robbed her. And and she's like, okay, here. And he's like, thanks, it's mine now. He literally deboed her of a of a chain. Very first thing. Did you buy that? What is it? It's mine now. I mean, maybe he was a fan of Terminator too. <laughs> your, your bracelet, give it to me. Basically, he just saw he was acting like Termi- Terminator the way he was talking. Like what? Everything he said was just creep factor twelve. Because uh, if, if 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 it was anybody, like put, I read somewhere 
that for some strange reason they wanted John Travolta to be the kid. Yes. Yes. Put John Travolta in that role and be like, what's that? Give me that. And then John Travolta just strutting off in his grease style. Anybody else, that would have been weird as fuck back in the 80s. I mean, this is only a role only a few people could play, and you probably named the only other person that could play this. So, <sighs> yeah, well, but it maybe it plays off better because at least it's kind of like it's flirting. He playing hard to get because we see Jerome. You hear me out here waiting on me? The fuck you think I am? Um, Jerome, handle this, please. Those are in a dumpster. Close the lid. And she pops back out, and somehow she doesn't shoot him. Okay. She just brushed back off. out with a smile on her face. I hope this actress is having the best day. But when she came around the corner and saying her lines, she was smiling. I was like, yeah, these they really don't have too many actors in this movie at all. I guess or maybe the whole thing is I'm mad, but <laughs> I'm mad at you, boo. I still love you though. Oh, that possibly could be it. But yeah, hey, me, hey, me out here waiting all night. The fuck you think I am? Yeah. Or they ain't messing up his perm. He's like, um, that's why Jerome around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, it's not messing that. up that dude. And I'm watching and I'm watching this. And that's one of the scenes I remember before I watched the movie. I'm like, oh, so this is, is this what we is this play for laughs? Because it's not like they played it for laugh. laughs. Yeah, that's what we like, laugh. Yeah. Black empowerment. Red, red bones just be wilding out, just be letting it go because they could pass the paper bag test. And this is the movie my co host picked. I'm sure. I mean, I had a real problem, even as a kid, not with that scene because I was, I was six. What fucking month was this? Because Morris Day is walking down the street wearing a fur coat on his shoulders. While other niggas is walking around wearing sweat jackets, and some people are just wearing t-shirts. But then she jumps into Lake Minnetonka and damn near freezes to death. I don't know. I'm sorry, man. man when you got a fur coat every day, it's fur coat. <laughs> Minnesota is uh, <laughs> Minnesota weather is uh, flaky at best. So who it's knows? Chinchilla Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, we, I know, like Jeff and know, people wear Tims in July. Yeah, I'm why with shorts? Why not? Why not? What the day got to do with it? I'm rocking Tims because I'm rocking Tim. Like you got a fur coat, you gonna worry about the the thermostat hitting a certain spot. Like you gonna go out, and he not doing active labor, so he ain't worried about sweating. So what's what's the issue? So he's not worried about. Oh, I gotta check my, you know, my the weather channel come on. I'm gonna <laughs> I, I wear the chinchilla. Or the ferret today, like nah, that part ain't going. Yeah, those days it was just like whatever you wore, you wore. <laughs> Tell that because everybody else is like, um, the kid in Apollonia are rocking leather, like it is Mad Max. And yeah, this whole scene, I want to work with, you. I want to be with you, no. I prove myself, come over here. No, all right, well, if you do, you must purify yourselves. You know what is Lake Mantaka? Huh? I said. You gotta purify yourself. And what is Lake Minnetonka? Okay. And she like, oh, it's gonna be a bet. So she's stripping down. One thing about the eighties, they ain't worried about nudity. Oh no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Them eighties were out there. 
And it's funny, the look that he is giving is not erotic. He's looking like eh. <laughs> <laughs> Like somebody say, Oh yeah, you gotta get um you gotta fix you know, you got a root canal coming up. <laughs> All right. That's the look he giving. Like somebody gave him the bill for a root canal he's about to get. She's doing it and she's stripping down, takes off her boots, take off her pants and everything, keeps her panties on, takes off the top. Nick and he, hey, wait, 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 but not too fast. Oh, don't jump in the water. No, mm-hmm. like that type of vibe. <laughs> then, then why the fuck did you drive us to this lake, bro? Yeah, he knew exactly exactly what he was doing. No, for, like, like, okay, so I guess the timeline jumps or something, and they're supposed to be dating at this point in time. Otherwise, why after he robs you and and glares you down? In the the club, why the fuck are you going to a remote place with this psychopath? Uh, she wants to be successful. Mm-hmm. We all saw we saw showgirls. Yeah, and she she is attracted to him. Yeah, she's a, like people will do things they don't want to do to get where they need to get, and unfortunately, women get preyed on all the time for that nonsense. Like, oh, you want this promotion, or well, you know. Why don't you wear them that skirt I like? And I'll see you at nine thirty before your shift starts. <laughs> like how much bullshit women are going? So at least like, oh well, he got a motorcycle. He can't be that bad. And she jumped in the water. Like it's so funny. Dang, Lake Minnetonka. And drives off. He left. And then drive off. He didn't even go. He just gave a mischievous smile. That he was being a rascal. He just smiled and did. Yeah, that wasn't being a rascal. Uh-huh. It's called being a damn criminal. <laughs> get them. All right, I'll let you go on the bite. Vroom. Stop playing. All right. Vroom. Stop playing. All right. Don't get my bike wet. And she, she kisses him. I'm like, and she, what is happening? And she kisses him on the cheek. I don't know. See, the funny thing is, out of all this, her attraction to the kid is the most believable because even though it wouldn't seem that way. Because... I'll just use this example. Chris Brown has groupies now. Yeah. Women lose yeah. their mind for Chris Brown today. Knowing we, like, this is post Rihanna, post Karooch Tran, post all the other stuff that's happened. When's the last hit that, you know, like, if you're a man, you just wonder, y'all still rocking him like that? It's like, yes, there's women that still rocking him like that will tell you that he is their generation's Michael Jackson because they like him. When mm-hmm. they like you, you can piss and they sink, and they'll say, "Oh, that's better than um, detergent." That's just how it go. It don't make any sense. When they don't like you, you can create electricity. They don't give a shit. They're gonna ask where the heat. So that's just how it go. That's the vibes. He's definitely got the vibes. So he tells her that if you want me to fuck with you, jump in that water. She jumps in. He's like wrong water, <laughs> which, which, in hindsight, just reminds me of uh, Eastman and 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 Kronk in the Emperor's New Groove with the wrong lever. Like you knew that this is the wrong lever before you pulled it, but <sighs> yeah, I just hope I that's why I had to pull that off. That's all I want. So my guy only jump in some dirty ass water, mess up her leather outfit. Her leather outfit. Leather outfit. Got to go wash her hair and clean her body up. Man, look, 
He just chuckling away. It was funny. What scene it happens after this? Doesn't he go to practice? Yeah, you late. I was so out here chilling. <laughs> Billy want to talk to you. That's all, Billy. Yeah, you ain't you ain't doing how you used to do it. You like your daddy. We about to tell me that shit to me. Got my face. Fuck out of here. Basically, he brush off Billy. Like he is not trying to hear this nonsense. Is that the one yet? No, no, no. This is the one when he go to practice, and I think uh, the the big bouncer dude is like, uh, the guy wants to speak to you. Billy wants to speak to you. Tell him dude, later. I- I would have listened to that bouncer after watching him crush two motherfuckers' heads into the wall at the same time at the beginning. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Billy. I I am literally five foot three inches tall in high heels. Yeah, he was absolutely petrified. Look, this man is dressed like he's ready to shoot the fair one with Batman. You think he give a rat's ass about what a bouncer got to say? <laughs> when the he bouncer was like, he Batman, a, yes, he just made a woman jump in a lake. And she gave him the his phone number. Like he ain't he's on a whole different atmosphere. Like he's working on a whole different frequency than the rest of us. Common sense would say, yes, I'm gonna show this bouncer who could probably bounce me like a basketball, some respect. But obviously he not showing, you know, the the color spectrum any respect on his outfits. He ain't showing his band any respect. He ain't his whole thing is he feels like what I say go if you don't like like it hit the bricks. You know. Bobby Brown, whole lot like all people like that. No. Ain't nobody here to ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. Is that whole type of vibe. <laughs> so the best is like, nah, now. Billy gives him the thing of, yeah, you no know, more stuff. He got another act coming. I can't afford but three. So uh basically get your shit together. And then we go to I may have this timing off. I'm not sure if I remember this. Uh this this middle part is kind of shaky. But y'all get it. No, because it's it's the same thing basically is stuff happened with Apollonia, stuff happened at home, stuff happened with Morris, stuff happened with the band, watch Rinse Repeat. Like the same thing, like it's basically the same movie, like three steps. It just keeps so, happening over and over again. It's just the only thing that changes the music. Oh. It feels like it feels like every time Apollonia gets slapped, that's a scene shift. Like uh they or Apollonia gets fucked over. It's a scene shift. She hops into the water. That's a scene shift. So the next part is him dealing with Billy and App and, and Morris Day trying to also get at Apollonia um, by having Jerome help him roll down his window. No, we going first. We got to talk about. Yeah, when she come in here, you need to let me know when she in here. But I might be with my honeys. I want to start nothing. So you got to tell me the password. All right, that's it. Yeah, what's the password? That's it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Password. (laughs) It's the password. (laughs) What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like who's on first? And I'm it's basically, you know, riff on the who's on first joke. And this goes on. It's kind of like, yeah, they gotta be friends. Cause I'm like, get the fuck out of my room. After 10 seconds, like if we ain't friends, do not mess with me like that. So that's the whole thing. Morris has his own plans. He's wise. He's like, if I'm vibing, don't mess my vibe up around new girl because I don't want my old, old girls getting mad. I can handle. So his whole thing is, look, the kid ain't going to help you. He don't care about nothing but himself. Trust me. I know. And he can play it off like I'm looking out for your career. He just dirty macking. Oh, absolutely. But, it, but it's, he ain't wrong. It's truth to it. It's truth to it. And this is somebody where it's like, yeah, they... 
Somebody should have moved to a different club a long time ago. Maybe it's the only one club in Minneapolis. It's I like going on for a while. I guess that was the club to be at. I guess. I, I, I ain't leaving. He leaving. So his whole thing is I'm starting a group. I'll, you know, you can be head of the group. You can do your own thing. I'll invest in your career because, you know, I just want to take you home. And, you know, I got a new fridge. I got a, <laughs> I got a piano. I just wanted to play y'all. I don't need to put all my cars on the table. I got a Zenith TV. I, got I just a, got a steak in the freezer. I got a cook. I don't know if it's, I don't understand how this dude gets to sit down with this lady and two minutes into the conversation, he's like, so you're going to sleep with me or what? Because you're the baddest motherfucker in here. She's like, excuse me? Uh, you look nice. You look nice. <laughs> I mean, don't don't women always say they want men to be up front with their intentions? True. He, he, that's one thing about Morris. He is not going to dance around what he wants. And he's like, look, you see me. I walk down the street with a mirror. I got somebody pulling, rolling down the window of my taxi for me. I got money, can't you tell? Look at my coat. I just got it from the cleaners. It's like $2,200. And 1980s, that's a, a big chunk of money. So he obviously, I don't know how his sound system is in his crib, but the fact that he bragging about it was, it was like he feels very successful in life. He feels like this. And I tell people all the time, People who talk like this talk like that because they had success doing it. And he's probably had success doing it. And to be perfectly honest, Afrolonia don't seem like the brightest bulb in the um, shed, so to speak. She, her dumb what? ass just walking around. Just, okay. You know, I'm going to say this. I think it was, an att- it was an attraction with him, but it was more of, oh, he's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like him to, I like him to a certain point, but I like Prince. Like, I, yeah, I want to in the bed with him, but I, I mean, he don't like everybody laugh. He almost laughed his ass to the draws, <laughs> laugh, laughing in liquor. But we'll get to get to that point eventually. Now, now, when he approached her in the club, was that? Yeah, no, that was after he has the first rehearsal with the other two girls. Yeah, you're right. And, yeah, and 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 finds <laughs> out that they 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 ain't, they ask and they wiggling over. He wants them to. I need perfection. <laughs> and then that's when he's like, I need that chick that we saw in the club. Yeah. And that's when he starts putting the full court press on her. So it'll maybe. Be, it'll be good if he, he do. Nah, we try the steps you try. It ain't working. Y'all got two left feet. Get out of here. Oh, good Lord. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need another drink. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm pretty certain that Morris Day was my dad's favorite over Prince. And so we grew up in a house where the oak tree was playing in the house. Morris Day's <laughs> album. That happened. Um, and so we grew up looking at Morris Day like he was the dude in this movie. So I still laugh at the stuff that he said. But everything he said was focused solely on I'm a fuck you or fuck the kid. I mean, if you at a certain age... In a certain mindset, of course you're gonna look at more. How many people are like, yeah, when I grow up, I'm gonna be like Prince? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. That's like saying when I grow up, I'm gonna be Superman. Like, no, it's Prince. Only Prince can do what Prince does. Like, Prince dresses with stuff that my mom, you know, 
shop like people make a joke. He can shop in the women's section of Walmart and take your girl while you laughing at him. Pretty much. And then you sitting around looking dumb, like how the hell that happened? Like this man is performing with a a lace bandana around his eyes. <laughs> like he about to rob Victoria's Secret. How many people you know I'm gonna do like I know this is the time of Shalimar and like that where it's like, you know, we were dressing that androgynous, but Prince was in a whole different like how many people like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock that. Like, no, you can't rock that. Like you have to have the you have to have the absolute belief in yourself to pull that off. Cause if you don't, you can't do B plus Prince. You're like an idiot. You either Prince or you don't try. You could be Morris Day. We know a zillion. We know a zillion dudes like Morris Day. Grew up in the barbershop. Yeah, you know, I stand out here with my honeys. I got the three for five. Yeah. Want to get some VHS tapes? Like you don't know too many Prince. I don't know anybody like Prince, but Prince. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's. But like he said, that's why they wanted to get Apollonia because the first girls were doing it. This this group, this whole movie is about not listening to women or telling women like I can think for you because the kid, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Never listen to our, our tapes. Your tape's trash. But throughout the movie is listening to the snippets of it. So is it like I'm I gotta keep this up in front of y'all, but no, it's something there that I hear. Do it my own way, but I can't give you credit for it. Oh and then the puppy, anything that you gonna need, the kid can do it by himself because he don't need help. And they look at him like this grown man has a puppet. Why are you such an asshole? I'm not an asshole. Y'all just can't appreciate my greatness. Ain't that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I was impressed by his ventriloquism skills. I would have took that damn puppet and threw it. Man, talk. Be normal. Shit. Gosh. And the and the and the, the male band. Well, don't worry about them. They on the rag. <laughs> and then the other one is like, we still a damn band, ain't we? We're still a band, aren't we? He was kind of the uh, the white prince was kind of upset. But he didn't want to say nothing. He won't rock in the boat. He looked just... If a white man was to go to... That was a Halloween costume of Prince. You better leave David Bowie alone. Talking about <laughs> that shit. I'm just saying. Uh, so this is when they do the beautiful ones. Uh, yeah, Prince knocks us out the park. Like I said, the musical scenes are just great. Yeah, but let's talk about that real quick. Because he looks out. He sees that Apollonia is sitting there next to Morris Day. And then he's like, we're going to do the beautiful ones. Just so that he could scream, do you want me or do you want him? Because I want you. I mean, she started crying. I mean, he petty. He's very petty. <laughs> he petty he and petty. messy. Yeah, he messy. Like, find the messiest person in the world who's going to be in your circle. It's going to probably be a man. It's not going to be a woman. It's going to be a man. Women cannot touch the pettiness and messiness of a man that's prize been hurt. And he keep bringing home stuff in. And he don't like that. Stop bringing that home shit to the club. <laughs> Leave the home shit at home. You're going to be like your dad. Don't talk about my daddy. Don't go there. Lay off. Don't bring up my father. Lay off that. Yeah. Well, he is he had talent too. He fucked it all up. What'd I say? You feel like him that? And more tell him that. So it's like, <laughs> how long this been going on? How Morris know? Yeah, so I would Jerome told him that. So when I'm taking this, Francis Francis L was like he had up next, and whatever happened happened that he didn't you know reach the uh, superstardom or whatever. But I guess he was big like Prince in First Avenue or somewhere. I don't know because it's like it's like he's like a story that everybody knows. Francis L, Francis L, yeah, he fucked his life up. 
Maybe it was Prince getting pregnant. I don't. I mean, uh, maybe his mother getting pregnant and having Prince. I don't know. So. Well, it's like I say, it seemed like this was a Hatfield and McCoy's has been going on for quite a long time. And yes, he bringing personal stuff because this is the second time they had an argument and she out. You didn't do to you. You had no fun. I want to have fun. You a harlot. <laughs> Don't I, I keep the heat on? I just want to have fun. Dad, she's so damn You don't listen to me. I just want to have fun. He talking about keeping the lights on, and she just want to. She just want to go to the club with her girls, like it's like it's Destiny's Child. Like this whole somebody got to move out. Why the kids still? Why the kids still at home? I, to save her. Okay, thank you. I'm glad you said that because that's the only thing I said. Why is he still home? And I said like, maybe it's because he's want to protect. Her. He got a motorbike. To, come on, man. I know he didn't. That thing looks damn he ain't broke. Yeah, he ain't, he got money. He making money. He working first. That why are you there? So yeah, he got to be there to protect her. And then after his dad smacks her again, he's like, "I could be everything you need me to be if you just believed in me." You ain't shit, son. I would die for you. <laughs> then he had he, he, he had to throw the song title in there. I would die for you. I was like, oh boy, this is gonna come back. Uh, this whole thing we talk, we throw the word around toxic. This whole stuff is just toxic. And anyway, Apollonia <laughs> must enjoy that shit because she went from I'm still in cab rides to I'm gonna buy this guitar. This yes, nice ass. Oh, not to mention he. Nah, they both have slept with each other. We missed that. They did sleep with each other, so she he must have laid it down pretty nice. Because she I mean, he dressed like that. He probably you know. He probably has to. Anyway, dealing with the kids bullshit otherwise. Well, like talent, no talent. Get out of my face. So it's like, oh, you know, he know how to make me feel like a woman. And her dumb ass is like, Yeah, I got you this guitar. Oh, you shouldn't have. I'll join more. I'm joining I'm joining Moore's band. What? I'm joining Mortar's band. Pow. That should have no. came up on the screen. No, you should have had the sound burst because it was like Oh, the music mail. Yeah, what? <laughs> the music changed and everything was like boom, boom. I'm like, oh shit! And the face he made is like his super meter went up. Yeah, his <laughs> scrawled up off. I was like, oh wow, this is yeah, just like just like he see at home. I and then I why you make me so mad that I hit you? Good lord! Gaslighting the shit out this woman. And this is not the first time. Oh, this is only the first time it happened. This ain't the last. It get worse later. But no, he hits her and then basically get mad at her for pushing me in that. Now you maybe mess up my manicure. Stop. Popped off that stuff. That's the look he giving like Morris. You know, Morris don't care about you. I don't care about you neither, but I know Morris don't care about you. You give me this guitar to tell me that shit. Although the time is jacked up. Why are you going to happen on my light? Like he no. was, it was just no. yeah. Mm-mm. You don't get, you don't deserve to get hit. I, I want people to listen to this now, like, oh yeah, they on that old women beater, K mansion. Oh, Jeff like that. I'm not like that. What? I'm a, I'm a, yeah. You pick this damn movie for Black History Month. You get in this slander. Kiss my ass. What? Yes, yes, Morris. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
I can accept the slander because I did make a choice and I, I just stand by it. Unfortunately. This man hit hit back and fierce punch because she said she wanna work with somebody he don't like after getting a guitar. I why he ain't hit it with a guitar like Jeff Jarrett, but hey, <laughs> just relax, favors. yo. Relax. Tell the kid to relax. He on on the ground. <laughs> he riding around his motorcycle. So yeah, so it just keeps getting worse and worse. He comes home, you know, mom out on the steps crying. And I didn't realize what happened this scene till the, like the second time I watched it. Like he's in the, in the dark, like he's solid snake. And then all of a sudden you hear a gunshot. Like, did he shoot him? Oh no, that that didn't happen yet. He finds his mom and he goes to talk to his dad and he pulls up on his dad with some nonsense like this. Where are you? Where are you? Answer me, motherfucker! <laughs> he wanted all the smoke. Answer me, motherfucker! <laughs> that turn. <laughs> You can tell he don't. He probably used that word a lot. And the one he did, the one he found himself saved. He's like, "Yes, I can't do this anymore. It's bad for the soul. I just want to eat pancakes." <laughs> Shoot, Jay's. So his, uh, his but dad. He, but Go he goes. He goes downstairs, and I, I, I have to say, I really went home and learned how to play that song on the piano. Like that song, the the that little snippet from Computer Blue, oh, the piano, yeah, the it's solo, beautiful. Yeah, it was, oh, and and nice. that's the biggest problem with this movie. Like y'all said, so many musical things happen that they just want you to forget that this nigga just did some lecherous shit because music starts playing. So his dad hit his mom again, just like Prince hits Apollonia, and then goes back to his music, and then. His dad lies to Prince about the music. Hey, you, this is kind of dope. You got it written down somewhere? No, nah, I don't write my shit down. It's different between me and you. Yeah, he's treating. Hey, I'm almost up just thinking, man, is that kid, is he your kid? The way you talking to him? No, nah, man. <laughs> the difference from me. I saw you. I saw mom up the street. She looked pretty bad. You know how she got that way? You, you got, got a, a girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, I got a girlfriend. You gonna get married, nigga? I don't know. Never get married. Yeah, you gonna be, then you get married? Then she'll be bitching about not having fun twenty years from now. Gonna be bitching about the lights not being on. Don't I keep the heat on? <laughs> Man, it's, it's ten degrees. Fuck having fun. <laughs> is this part? It's like I could be. It's the problem is you can't root for anybody in this movie. Yeah. Like. Nobody. Where it's kind of like you don't. It's he's he's taking absorbing all this negative energy at home, and it's and this force. Well, not forcing him. It's influencing him to to have him move the way he's moving through life. And the problem is, it's not enough people telling him. It's not enough people leaving. It's people telling about themselves, but they're not forcing the issue. Eventually, um, Wendy and Lisa, they like, oh, I ain't doing with this shit no more. Like enough. Yeah, enough's okay. enough. And that starts it. But Apollonia is kind of like she, I mean, she probably, they seem like they haven't been together long enough for this to happen. But people have volatile, whirlwind relationships all the time. 
So it's kind of like he probably know he on his shit, but he too afraid to admit it. He got admitted to himself first. So yeah, this happened. Eventually, I was jumping around because I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, the dad shoots himself, but doesn't die. Yeah, that's I think the third act, beginning of the third act or near the third act. Yeah, he, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. So and it's like at first I thought it was self defense because he's talking to cops and he realized oh he's still alive and. That basically motivated him to find all these lyrics that his dad used to write. Oh, my dad had some skills and talent. Motivated. My dad lied to me like a motherfucker. That being motivated, he went into a rage and just started beating shit around the house and lucked up and the paper started falling down. Look, motivation also- How are you going to complain about motivation? We saw Thor. Motivation <laughs> <laughs> coming in all forms and all types of ways. Shout out to Prince for being the only black man in history to tear up a room like white men usually do in these movies. Yeah, he just. Well, I mean, clearly, you, I mean, you must have missed our episode of Dead Presidents because um, Lorenz Tate was doing some of that. Look what I did! I'm out here doing my shoes. So <laughs> in the seventy, he ain't got no. He barely got a job. He's like, you can't be dressed up furniture like that. It just is this lad could remind that tweet I've seen rolling around to about Generation Z got the toxicity of boomers without the life skills. You punching a hole in the wall, you can't even fix it now. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts because it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but before he shoots himself in the head, he goes to see uh, Prince, the kid, goes to see Apollonia 6 at the club because after he does his shit with uh, darling Nikki, where I guess he's calling Apollonia a prostitute. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I think that's what he was supposed to be getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he runs off, and uh, that's when Jerome talks to him. Mm-hmm. And Jerome's like, "Yeah, man, that shit was fucked up. I didn't like it." Morris <laughs> not like, like it. Either. It's <laughs> obvious you don't have what it takes to be on top. But say to be sympathetic to your problems. Here's two tickets to the show tomorrow. I think Jerome was the best musical actor in the movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, because they up here humping, the, he out here humping the stage and looking at her. She's like, she know what this is about. And they kept saying, leave your personal shit at home. And he on his Justin Timberlake shit. Oh, man, have y'all seen? Oh, good Lord, those videos that's come out now. Woo, I didn't know he was riding that Super Bowl thing like that. But anyway, go ahead. Man, that's because you don't remember. Everybody let that little ramming video slide. Like, he been trying. And he back slaps Apollonia again. And they get in a mountain position. Like, he Chuck Liddell. What is wrong with this man? I'm quiet right now because I literally have no explanation for I, I, I asked that like <laughs> this is who we rooting for. He already hit her once. And you can say, oh, that was, you know, he got mad and whatever. He still hit her and didn't feel that much remorse. Now he hit her again and did was proceed to hit her some more. Like he had his arm cocked back. Press X to go to jail was basically the prompt that's about to go on the screen. It was a fatality. I'm back. Sorry, I had went away. So half of this, a little whatever y'all was talking about, may not have gotten recorded. Who is 
we was talking about how Prince was riding around like a super villain. We called him Ghost Rider on his motorcycle, sidekick more than some <laughs> trash can to save Apollonia for some drunken sex. Then smacks the liquor out of Apollonia's hands, knocks it down, knocks it down again, and they get a mountain position like he, like she's Chuck Liddell, like he's Chuck Liddell. Yeah, okay, I'm down with you. All right. Oh yeah, but you did want to be. Oh yeah, I was a goal. I hear that. No, I, I mean the, my computer. My computer literally just blacked out. Uh-huh. I bet it did. So you talk about some <laughs> dumb shit Prince about to do. Yo, I was, what happened, Peter? You vanished and Spider-Man showed up. I, I had found my camera. Sorry, uh, I left you. Sorry, I left you, Aunt May. I don't know what happened. This is what timing? <laughs> what time picture. is it? I just... So he mounts her. He's looking at her. That that seventies the Warriors type music starts playing in the background, <laughs> the high synth music. And then does he kiss her? No, he gets up. No, okay. no, no, no. I think you no. He does that before, doesn't he? Because he's like, nah, take. No, he, yeah, no, he kisses her. He well, tries he kiss, to kiss her. He kisses her during this scene. I don't know if it's after they I know get it off was, the motorcycle or before they go on the motor. No, after they get off the motorcycle before yeah. she starts drinking. Because she's covering herself up. He's like, nah. Don't do that. Fuck this dude. Like, seriously. Yeah. Princess. But, the kid you know, is Morris Day thought because he did the bird. <laughs> and everyone was vibing. Oh, she's going to give me some panties now. You can act like a fool. Your women will like you. And I'm going to take that to heart. Yeah, he was. <sighs> what a clown. So, eventually. Prince finally get his head out. His well, the movie is like the kid get his head out his ass. I, I listen to this tape, and I'm gonna take this tape and lyrics like my daddy did, and I'm gonna do Purple Rain. And this, oh yeah, I remember the scene you talking about how had one of the, the women like a blowjob. At first, I thought it was a dude, and that's the problem with the '80s. Everybody had the same hairstyle. Yeah, that was Wendy, I think. Yeah, but you couldn't tell till she stood up. Here's the problem with that scene. To me, Wendy and Lisa were actually in a relationship in real life. Right. Prince knows they're in a relationship in real life. So he's like, yeah, in this scene, you're going to suck my dick. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I would like to hear I that conversation. Like somewhere, and somewhere, young Sean Combs takes notes. I just feel like Prince took a lot of uh, frustrations he had with a lot of his artists out in this movie. Because I know that by the end of this movie, uh, Morris and Prince weren't fuck with each other at all. Yeah, I knew they had beef. I don't know if it how long it lasted or you know, whatever, but I knew it was beef. <laughs> yeah, it was like only one of us could be the most toxic dude in Minneapolis. And, and I mean, it had to be <laughs> like... You're the most toxic nigga in Nebraska. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I wonder how long the beef was because I clearly came back in Graffiti Bridge. It never ends. <laughs> well, I'll do the movie, but uh, yeah, it's still beef. So eventually, he plays Purple Rain, and this song just, I mean, Purple Rain does hit, but just everybody crying. It's like, hey, finally, he grew up. And he's like, I gave y'all what y'all want. Leave me alone. And he playing it all mad, then he leave and it's like, nah, it worked. 
This is shit. I, I know the club been packed every song you've been playing, but now they moving. Now they're going to spend whatever. That The logic is ridiculous. Like, like, like you guys pointed out, it doesn't match the whole, you ain't bring them like you used to when every time he there, the club is packed. So it's like, what, they used to have a longer line? It's, I mean, maybe it's, it, and if you really wanted to see what a club looked like when there was no energy, it was that third band. <laughs> when he was singing that pandemonium song or whatever it was, wasn't nobody cheering. That was a Shalomar, was it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So whatever. But the the other thing of that scene where he realized the people are still cheering for him after he gets done singing his apology tour song "Purple Rain," which he really wrote that song to apologize to everybody. I never meant to cause you any sorrow. Like really, um, is that the the blonde haired girl Jill? the one who's been following him throughout this movie. And I feel like they had a lot of deleted scenes where she has a shrine to him in her house. Um, she follows him out back. Why? Why is she, she got, there? I guess she, she used to his moves. Or either she used to his little temporal tantrums. Oh, I know where he going to go. She's sitting there crying, looking like, like she's about to say she loves him. And he just runs past her to go back out on stage. I think was, then, I think that was more of he finally listened because she kept remember she kept telling him the song is good. Yeah, and eventually, like the song is good, everybody's into it, and it's like I finally got my thing, so I'm gonna go back to the club and perform more songs, and that's how the movie ends. Never apologizes to Apollonia. <laughs> Never. Never Mm-mm. apologizes to the band. I mean, it's it's it's. You know, it's intersected with clips of like, you know, him visiting his dad and it's like maybe, you know what it is? You know, the problem is the movie ends with music performances. But beforehand, during Purple Rain, they're they're interspecing, like they're intersplicing different clips of him visiting other people. And you're under the assumption that, oh, he apologized to everybody off screen. Oh, you can't do that. No, I think the apology to the band was supposed to when he kissed Wendy on the cheek. I think now that's all I'm saying. I that's the only thing I can say that was a close to an apology. Wow. Thanks for being my slave for 30 years. I'ma let you take some cotton home when you go sharecropping. My God. Have yeah. a nice day. Yeah. You know, because if you want me to apologize specifically for forcing you to, you know, denigrate yourself by doing a blowjob act in front of the same crowd, I'm not gonna do that. If you want me to apologize for, you know. Uh, completely downplaying your musical talent while also stealing your musical talent to make myself look bigger. I'm not going to do that. Um, for being late to practice this to the point where we can't practice and I waste your time, I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to kiss you on the cheek, even yeah. though you probably don't want me to kiss you because you're probably fucking furious with me right now. <laughs> oh, they were happy. They were happy to find that he finally listened because, boy, did he go into all his other songs. Mm-hmm. I was waiting. Because <laughs> I feel like I, I guess the assumption was the crowds may have been packed, but nobody was actually listening to his music, like feeling it or listening to what he was saying. They hear, they hear you, but they ain't listening. Yeah, I think that's what it was supposed to be. Because he was like, "Oh, nobody gets you, man." Tell these weirdos like he was. Like, oh, well, she, he nah, likes to be a hipster. That would have that would have worked out just fine if he was in a black club and wasn't nobody moving. But all those punk rockers in there were literally not. If somebody had a lighter, there would have been a lighter flicked. All them white folks were rocking with him. 
Yeah. All of them. They cannot explain that away if nobody understands your music because they were all in there, except the only time they weren't in there with him was that point where he did uh, Darling Nikki. Yeah, the club with too many beautiful ones. Because even Morris highlighted that. He was like, it's not packed tonight. I guess money isn't everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the thing was, the thing was about the, the kid, the way that he acted like a jackass was by doing one song and then walking off stage and then saying, I'm the shit. What, what they going to do? We did one song. But what they going to do about that? His band hyped him up, though. Yeah, that's right? the way to do it. I was like, oh, no. They, y'all are enabling him. Stop. So y'all have a problem with him being a bully until he's bullying somebody else and then you're cool with it because that's your swagger. That's what it really was. Good Lord. Um, yeah, that's Purple Rain. Uh, I made a choice. The mom don't get no apology. Apollonia don't get no apology. The woman who got thrown in the trash can didn't get no apology. No, no women got any apologies. No outright apologies. No. Because even when Francis L. tries to kill himself, his wife is like still there. Head on his lap. Yep. So, yeah. That's the movie. Do we have any MVPs for this movie? No, we don't, right? No. Jerome. <laughs> Jerome. Jerome. I, you know what? That's it. But whatever. That, that's, that's Purple Rain. That's, I mean, that's, yes. Hey, you, uh, okay. This, Go ahead. This is a movie that we wouldn't have been able to do on hindsight because Brandon won't watch this movie. Oh, I want. Hmm, how about that? <laughs> okay, all right. So I'm gonna give y'all a little behind the scenes. The movie we were actually that I had picked was Life, and I felt like she he didn't really care for Life too much. So I didn't think it would be a movie that would really bounce off. So I was like, oh, we could just go ahead and knock off Purple Rain. Which hey, you think can we I, talk about that real quick? Claude is a motherfucking asshole on Life, right? Yes, absolutely. He's a piece of shit. I, here's, the, here's the thing. I've never watched life from beginning to end. I've watched bits and pieces. I'm like, this is boring. Turn the channel. I mean, I would have watched life. I, it's a conversation to be had another time, but I just find it funny where are just like, oh, I didn't do life because I don't think you like it. So I'm going to do Purple Rain. I'm sure he'll <laughs> like that. What makes you think I would have? That's your choice. Okay. Like, yeah, you know. Purple you Rain. I'm gonna hit you all with some asparagus. Purple Rain was a, a selfish choice. I will admit that I, and I really wasn't thinking when I, you know, uh, yeah. So whatever. What he's saying is he never meant to cause you any sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm apologizing like Prince. Come on, man. I, you know, he ain't apologizing to nobody. I'm apologizing to you. I'm sorry, man. Uh huh. Oh, I wish, thank God this ain't Zoom because if you see the you saw the face I was making right now, I swear to God. Okay, uh, before we get out of here, we usually like to talk about anything that we watched this week. Has anybody watched anything that they want to talk about that's worth talking about? The Black Messiah. Oh yeah. Um. Good Lord, what's? Oh, man. It's a lot. It, that movie was a lot. That movie hit. Uh, even in what happened then, it still hits now and just <laughs> I'm just gonna say this, I'm not gonna get to a big conversation about it. It's funny that um Lakeith Stanfield's character is supposed to be the lead, 
but he really mm. gets outshined. His story, his story plays out, but it's just man. <laughs> yeah, you just playing the backfield for this, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all, I think we kind of doing him a disservice. I mean, no, his story, it, he did a good job. No, I just felt I'm, like no. he was supposed think to be a lead, it. and he didn't He's, feel like the lead. About, he is set, no, because it is about him. I mean, it's it's about his actions, and it's Daniel Kaluuya does an excellent job. She get all the awards for being Fred Hampton, because the story is about everything involved Fred Hampton. But the movie starts and ends with Paul O'Neill. And keep in mind, he was 17. Everybody talks about, mm. you know, Fred Hampton being 21 and all this stuff happened. Imagine you 17 years old and the feds, feds run up on you. Yeah, you don't want to go to jail for eight years. We need you to do this thing. It's easy to say, oh, he shouldn't have did it. And he's like, damn, white teenagers do stupid shit all the time. All the time. I'm I'm about to do fed. I'm about to do real time. I'm 17. I don't got any home structure. He shouldn't have did it. I can understand. And it says a lot that the movie ends talking, you know, they had a documentary where they interviewed him and the day after that, he kills himself. Yeah. So your kids, I ain't tell them nothing. Y'all, I let the video say he know exactly, he knew how it went and it's kind of, it's this movie's personal and I, I just found the time and like, you know, the time is just American a heart shell because it's kind of like this drops on the same weekend where they decide, oh, you know, yeah, the president tried to murder us, but white supremacy reigns supreme. So we're going to let it slide. Hope it don't happen next time. Like, you ain't, you ain't learned nothing. And I just laugh where it's kind of like people say, oh, don't vote because voting waste your time. You got to move the other way. I'm like, no, people who move like Fred Hampton move don't live long. Like, I'm at the age where we have out. I'm older than Malcolm and Martin were when they died. And I don't feel like I'm that old. It's like I I have family members like, you know, the generation above me that were Panthers. I have to go into. I'll just say this. People who talk about the whole move the way Fred Hampton moved, that come with a cost. That comes with a very serious cost. Fred Hampton was talking like he knew he wasn't going to hit 25. Yeah. Imagine doing that. Like, Imagine how talented and how powerful you had to be to just get all these groups together and like work toward a common goal, knowing it's not going to end well and still doing it anyway. When they, even they try to get them escape, like y'all talking about, you know, it ain't about me, it's about the movement. Y'all talking about getting me to Cuba and, you know, bungalows. I'm trying to get this, you know, medical clinic off the ground. Knowing he rather, even when it was his life on the line, like, you know, I'm going to go to jail. They may never let me out. I'm still trying to do the right thing. I'm still trying to do that for the people. And just that mindset to take that. I was like, that mindset ain't for everybody. And it, it shouldn't be. We shouldn't have to be going through the same stuff that we're going through where you got to wait in line. I told somebody I had to wait in line six hours to vote. Well, how that happened? I thought it was 2021. I was like, yeah, how did that happen? I live in the suburbs. It's, 20, it's 2021. I still had to wait in line six hours when it's raining to vote. I'm like, we. I'm going through the same things my parents went through. My my mom is in her 70s. 70s. It ain't no, I, I don't got to go through no history book to talk about stuff like that. I can ask her. I can ask aunts. Like that whole, we can't drink certain water fountains. We can't go to certain places. That was not that long ago. And I'm glad the movie came out because too many times stuff about the Black Panthers all, they was just angry, wanting to shoot people. And it was just they didn't do anything, and you just realize how much people weren't taught in history. 
And yeah, your boy Jesse Clemens. Ugh. Man. I mean, he he plays creepy white guys very well. Too well for my liking, but that's just me. He, I hope he's just a good actor. He's a good actor. He's so. a great actor as far as that. I mean, ever since Breaking Bad, that's just been his his thing. But he played Bill like the way that he did Bill and forcing him to get into this life was just sinister. You know why it worked? Because he believed in it. He actually was like, you know, the KKK, Black Panthers, same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we've heard that before, haven't we? <laughs> Both sides the same. You know, extreme. This one group want to want to hang you. This other group want to give you free health care. The same problem. Like how the fuck is that? This, no, that is not the same thing. But I I hear that all the time. We all hear that all the time. And you feel slight sympathy for the FBI agent because like he feels like he's doing the right thing. He want to follow the rules. He actively believes he's trying to do the right thing. And it's you don't really feel bad for him. But then you see J Edgar Hoover. It's like oh well, if you working for Mephisto, I guess you will feel slight sympathy because it's funny how Martin Sheen is like this cool nice liberal in real life he can play monsters the, the elusive man himself like that how you know imagine your imagine your grandchild bringing home a negro it's like oh uh, yeah she's, she's a baby sir i'm not thinking about that but what if it happened and that's the first time you saw like the 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 i don't know the the Plymouth character didn't know how to take that he was just like uh what why you asking me that? That will never happen. Like, why you why you asking me something like that? So you letting informants just murder people? Like they are informants. It's just great. They can just go from spot to spot. It's like, oh, maybe I ain't working for the good guys after all. And kudos to these movies that really show that a lot of these government agencies were full of garbage. It's kind of like it's amazing where it's basically established. Yeah, the FBI and Chicago PD assassinated Fred Hampton. We saw that in a Warner Brothers movie. And they didn't hide it, and they didn't justify it, and they didn't try to make it like, oh, it was just like, that was a thing. This this actually came out in movie theaters, you know. And I'm glad I was able to watch it at home, because, yeah, I try not to watch movies like this anymore. I watch it because it's important, and it's easier watching at home. But it's, I'm tired of this whole, you got to be this black pain for excellence. Like, you got to go through all this, this like, oh, how'd you get a movie? I invented the color blue, or I invented space travel, and how how meanwhile Casey Affleck, I was sad, and we did a movie about me. I'm Manchester by the Sea. Oh, some you know I don't know how to handle it. Something bad happened to me. You gotta understand about the white man in the diner. And meanwhile, Fred Hampton was basically trying to save the damn world, and they both get the same energy. That vexes me. I think that's a lot of us. <laughs> I absolutely believe that's a lot of us because it's just like, bro, you assassinated a pretty much. I'm not gonna say a child, but you know what I'm saying. He didn't get to live his life, and like you said, he already knew. He already knew was the outcome was going to be moving the way he was moving and doing what he was doing. Because I know me at 21, I was selfish. I wasn't thinking about you know what I'm saying. Like for him to have that mindset is just like. Yo, really? What? Like, I can't. I can't even put my mind around that. 
because I just know so many. I, I know how a lot of us were when we were there. We weren't thinking about that. We didn't have to. True. That's the thing. And it's a joke where people say, oh, I don't know if um, Lakeith Stanfield or Dan Kalua could play, you know, people that age. It's like um, you see Michelle Obama's prom pictures, her prom date, like he's 35 years old. Black people used to age different. We used to look 40 when we were 20. If you don't believe me, look, when's the last time you remember Morgan Freeman looking young? Oof. <laughs> you ever see Morgan a young Freeman looked the same way since the electric company? <laughs> yeah, but he was old then. Like, I got in a costume with my wife. Like, every time I seen Jack Nicholson, he always looked old. I'm like, he's watching Wolf. I'm like, this movie we watched, it came out in the 90s. And he was in his 50s then. Like, yeah, you have to go, like, yeah, Jack Nicholson looked young when we weren't born. Like, if you go up one, you know, one flew under the cuckoo's nest in the 70s, or you watch Chinatown. Like, when's the last time you remember James Earl Jones looking young? I never. You don't remember. Even when he was watching Claudine and movies in the 70s, he was old then. Like, it's just, it's a whole generation of people that always look old because you don't remember them looking young. And the ones who look young didn't live long enough to look old. Like, yeah, Martin Luther King looked vibrant till he died. Like, JFK looked, you know, like a lot of those young people, they looked young. Then it was dying at 18, 19. Like, yeah, I was 21. I was in college. I was worried about, you know, whether I could go to medical school or pharmacy school. Fred Hampton, 21, he trying to figure out how to survive. Think about the whole energy is, yeah, Fred don't drive. They keep pulling over some bullshit. You can't even drive around in a car because you worry about getting arrested. Mm-hmm. Like, we got it rough. But I will, I always get mad. We can write what this. I, will, I always get mad. People, you know, I my ancestors. I'm, I'm like, you have no idea what our ancestors went through. Like, you do not know. Because if you did... You would not be saying the silly shit you saying. Like I deal with racism. We all deal with racism. We deal with stuff like that. But I can still do my. I can still go to work and do my job. I can still like drive around. Yeah, I might get pulled over. But back in the day, they wouldn't even let me buy the car I got now. They like, nigga, you can't afford that. They based the line. They would say you would not have that. You would not be able to do. It's literally things that we were not allowed to do. And it ain't ancient history. And it ain't just us. Like. Women couldn't even have credit cards by themselves in the goddamn 70s. Not the 1870s, the 1970s. Ain't that long. I mean, it's long ago. Ain't that long ago. We got people that were alive. My siblings were, were alive during the, the early 70s. Let's think about that. America. Not Pakistan. Not Afghanistan. Not Chad. America. It's some states where it's like, you know, they just let interracial marriage become, you know, legal like the 90s. What are we talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you said pretty much everything that needs to be said. Uh, I am not sure, uh, Derek, if you got anything to add on to that. No. It's just um I enjoyed the movie. It it like you said, it was something I wouldn't have watched in the theater because it would have made me mad. It's like watching Roots. You remember how in high well in California, in high school and junior high school in Black History Month, 
they made everybody watch Roots. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. And so every year in February, they can never figure out why there was a huge race riot at our school. But that's how I feel like the movie theater would have played out. Somebody would have been very, I would have been like, don't look at me the wrong way or else it would have gone down. But I would, I, I, they didn't teach me about Fred Hampton. I didn't know about this history. Um, I knew about the Black Panthers. I knew about uh, just the overarching, but they didn't talk about it in any history classes. So I wanted to know more about the Rainbow Coalition and the White Panthers and all that kind of stuff. And I felt like that was a story that couldn't be told because they had to get this story told of how Bill took the Black Panthers down. I mean, here's the thing. You can't have, they, they're both part of history. And you can't talk about Fred Hampton without talking about how Fred Hampton died. Like, you know, Malcolm X, like, like Malcolm X didn't end with him coming back. And it's just like, oh, and he lived happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And but a lot of things like they don't teach. They barely teach American history. They don't teach anything about black history. Mm-mm. And you know when I learned that when I was at work and somebody was talking about, oh, you know, we we. You know, people are angry about protesting. It's like I learned about Malcolm X. He was just an angry man that didn't do anything. Not like Malcolm, you know, not like Martin Luther King who talked about peace and happiness. I like one, Malcolm X was more than that. Two, it ain't like they both had, they both died of like liberty. They both died young. Three, it wasn't like uh, Martin Luther King was beloved when he died. Like a lot of stuff he talking about socialism, communism, and I. The same thing with this movie. It's like they did not shy away about the anti-police rhetoric that Fred Hampton had. They did not shy away about the communism, socialism he was rolling with because that's how they rolled. And a lot of people like you hear that now. Y'all just would give money away, and that's why we be independent. Texas was making they take a lot of jokes about this whole. Way we ain't them like them slimy socialism socialists in California. That's why they got power outages. And now, now we got power out. You know what I'm saying? Let's hug each, let's hug each other, and we're gonna warm up these frozen pipes. Like nobody trying. Like no, it's people aren't taught this history because they don't want people to know this history. Because then they start asking the type of questions that you do not have an answer for. Mm-hmm. And it's a, like that is done on purpose because it's like you learn about Fred Hampton. Like wait. Oh, so the Panthers, that whole school lunches because of them? Oh, you mean Reagan did these gun laws because the Panthers had guns? Were they good guys? It's like, it's, that's, I don't even watch certain shows anymore. Like that Jack Ryan show on Amazon, I'm like, why would I watch that when Harrison Ford was telling the CIA was trash in the 90s with the same character? Like they told us not to trust them then. 20 years later, you're trying to run about it, good guys. It's like, it's too much stuff in the news to be like, Y'all cool with it. If y'all come out happy Black History Month, don't don't do tweet that. Yeah, stop. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't get like we yeah. know what's going on. We may not know everything, but it has been established now that the government are not always the good guys. It took a long time to get to there. We had plenty of shows like 20. Even then, it was kind of like, well, you can't trust certain people in the government, but you can trust America because they got American heroes. So Jack Bauer is a hero. No, he ain't no hero. Jack Bauer, like no, it just, I'm glad we have a major, you know, a major motion picture that's a stand like this. The FBI were the bad guys, but then that's the same major motion studio that gave us Joker. So I guess you know, pluses and minuses, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we are going to close it out here. Uh, 
we'll let you know what we're doing next week on social media. Uh, yeah, um, you want to follow me and she? Well, you can follow me. You can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter. Real Jeff versus the World on Instagram. Uh, Shahi Philly Drugs. You know what it is if you want to follow him, and you know the rules already. <laughs> uh, Derek, you give them your uh, socials just in case they want to follow you and get to know more about what you do. Um, gosh. So to follow me personally, I am at Rashani R A S H A N I I. Um, I got in on Twitter when it first started, so I don't have any numbers behind mine. Uh, so if you see another Rashani, that's not me. Uh, the show is Hindsight Reviews, R-E-V-U-E-S. Um, I mean, we don't, I don't, it's maybe my one chance to tell you, Shahid, I, I think you are such an incredible mind, fam. Like, real talk, you are a photographic memory type person, and 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 I'm not. <laughs> so our show's hold candles to y'all shows but they don't they don't do what you do and and i just wanted to give you your roses while i'm on here right now um because a lot of our show did a lot of me saying oh yeah i almost forgot to mention this this happened um but we i one day was back to 2014 i was watching breaking and i was like this shit is not as good as i thought it was when i was a kid and so I kept that in the back of my mind that I should do a show about it. I actually have seven podcasts. I just put out a new one um, this Saturday called Ratchet Book Club. Um, but I have the Ratchet Book Club, which is me reading urban fiction and also just books that I like, like the Phantom Toll Booth. Um, single simulcast, uh, Hindsight. Return to Oswald, which is the podcast where we review the HBO show Oz episode by episode because Brandon's never seen it before. So I'm living vicariously through his terror. Um, Unburdened, which is a show about mental health for uh, three black men talking about mental health. And uh, Storytellers, which is a show where we take cards and build stories off of them. Was that six or seven? Anyhow, they're all available. If you go to Rashani uh, on Twitter, the pinned tweet, I believe, is the link tree to where all the shows are uh, located at. So you can find it there. I appreciate y'all having me on. I really do. It it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, I don't wake up at six o'clock for a lot of things past my job. So um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Like I said, I (laughs) I knew you were in California, but then I forgot. And I was like. Oh, it is six o'clock where he's at. Yeah. But we appreciate you jumping on and getting up early in the morning. Oh, here's the thing. That photographic memory, that's all nice. But you know how we do? Take notes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I started doing that. That part is great. Um, Because at the point where I knew I wanted to make fun of something specific in Belly was when I really started taking notes. Um, so I'll do a live tweet, but then I'll also go to the side. My wife was like, why aren't you taking notes for, for Purple Rain? And I was like, there's really nothing to tell. Yeah, because it, it helps when it's like you may remember things, but you not necessarily remember the timeline. So let's like, take a little notes there, help with the timeline. Okay, this happened before this, and then this happened. And then that's how I learned. Because 
some movies you pick is like stuff's all over the place. It's not a concise time frame. It's like this happened before or after. You know, when it happened, it is like, oh, and then maybe this happened. And if you listen to the show, it's like these niggas don't even know when the movie going on. What the why am mm-hmm. I listening? And I I mean, I don't care what they think because I don't do it for them. Jeff does it for them. But at the same time, it's still a level of professionalism <laughs> that we need to carry. So I don't want us to look bad just for my own thing. It's kind of, that's not the kid. I do it. Yeah, I you see, you see, I get treated like Wendy and Lisa here. I'm, this is some um, bullshit. Also, Shai, while I got you, I, I, I want to thank you again. My son, uh, he's two weeks into recovery now. Um, you were a, a great help uh, in talking to me when I was on Twitter flying out with feelings about uh, my son's upcoming surgery and whatnot. So um, thank you for that as well. Oh, it's no problem. No problem. All right. Um, I guess we will close it out there. Uh, we'll be back next week again. Thank you again. Thank you again, Derek, for dropping in. Uh, this was fun. Uh, hopefully we'll do it again. And, uh, yeah, we will get up out of here. Peace.